Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan, as always, joined by Callum and James. How are you going, guys? Yeah, Good. not bad. Good. Um, you can uh, please send in your requests. Yeah, so if there's any new listeners or any, any old listeners out there, um, like I know we don't engage a lot on social media. It's because we never get messages. It's always No, active. sometimes we get comments <laughs> and stuff. Sometimes we get messages and it's just like we just don't engage. We're not super active on social media. That's true. Um, we like definitely send your questions and stuff in we see everything. and we see them and and we'll talk about them on the show but that's my point is even though we're not super active online please uh you know if you listen to the show and you have a question or a comment you know on twitter or instagram or facebook uh you know message us dm us whatever at tuesday review au and you can also send us an email uh at the the tuesday review at outlook.com so at tuesday review au for our social media or the tuesday review at outlook.com you can email us questions comments whatever you want and we can respond on the show yeah um, hit us up yeah so you know even though we're not you know always tweeting and whatever you know, we'll still we still see you see your comments and we appreciate them but if you have any questions or comments about things even if it's from like a episode you listened to like lot, yeah. weeks and weeks ago let us know and we let can... us know if we're wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it fight about it we'll fight about it yeah. on the show <laughs> <laughs> um, all right yeah should we uh, so this week we We'll talk about a couple of movies and then we'll see how, how much time we have after that. Um, so, earlier this year, I saw uh, a movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. And it automatically was like the best movie of the year. And now it's the end of the year and I still think it's the best movie yeah. I've seen this year. Now, in saying that, there's a lot of movies that came out this year, as with every year, that I haven't had time or money to go and see. That were not accessible to us. Yeah, most of the best movies don't come out to our local mainstream release cinemas. So you have to go out of your way to see them. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once was one of these movies, but I made an effort to go out and see that back way back earlier this year. Boy, do I regret not going with you. Yeah. Um, But uh, my point is, like, there are other movies that I want to see that, might also be my favorite movies of the year, but so far, Everything Everywhere All at Once is the best movie this year. And I told Callum and Nathan, you have to watch it. Luckily, it's come out on Blu-ray and 4K, so now it's pretty accessible. Um, and you guys watch it and... I thoroughly you, enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. And you go... Movie you, of the year. Yeah, you guys agreed. You're like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's that old Top Gun. <laughs> yeah <laughs> essentially and like don't get me wrong top gun's awesome yeah but you know what you're getting with top gun this was like a fun interesting this is i, I what i say to people is cool movie this is the best directed and edited movie i've seen in a long time yeah the editing's there awesome. is so much going on yeah and it is moving so quickly and there's so much details that i'm like this should have shouldn't work it should, it should be apart. a mess. Thinking yeah. about it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like the logistics of it is insane. And yeah. they, they pulled it off. So it's about... We won't do spoilers, you know, because I still think it's a new movie and I think it's worth yeah. people seeing. But anything we do say is not going to spoil the movie because it's so crazy and it's not going to make sense unless, you, unless you've seen the movie. 
But anyway, it's best movie about a bagel ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saddest hot dog fingers moment I've seen at cinema in a long time. <laughs> the only hot dog fingers <laughs> moment I've seen. <laughs> but the most heartfelt scene you'll ever see with two rocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most tender love scene again with hot dog fingers. Yeah, with hot dog. <laughs> they're, they're such they're so versatile. <laughs> also, best you can buy those. You know, a twenty four. The a twenty four store has. Hot dog finger gloves. Oh, oh wow. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, also has the best use of googly eyes in a while. Yeah. Lots of googly eyes. Always appreciate googly eyes. But yeah, so if, if you're not familiar with the movie, it's about... Well, Michelle Yeoh uh, plays a uh, aging Chinese immigrant who runs a laundromat with her family. Um, and she's basically like... Evelyn. Yeah, Evelyn Wang. And she's just an ordinary mother and wife and Yeah, just business, trying, to, trying you know, to get by. Just trying to get by. And then all these crazy stuff happens and she finds out there's an infinite multiverse out there and for some reason there's an an evil being trying to destroy all of the multiverse. all the multiverses. <clears throat> and for some reason she is the one who can defeat yeah. the villain. And even though she's just an ordinary, yeah. you know, middle-aged woman, whatever. Um, and it's like earlier this year as well, like we, because the multiverse is so hot right now. Like everything has a multiverse in it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously superhero, superheroes and multiverses go together like peas and carrots. Like it's, yeah. Um, but now the MCU is, um, Multifying, Go, multifying, yeah, multifying. They're they're like they're going full steam ahead into that yeah, part yeah. of the the comic book lore, and so far it's been pretty meh. Yeah, like, I mean, we were hyped for Doctor Strange, yeah, and then like it, Loki was good, but it's like it wasn't a great multiverse. It wasn't yeah, particularly great. Multiverse. We expected we expected Raimi's Doctor Strange movie to kind of deliver on that at least a little bit. Yeah, and Doctor Strange two was his that was you know whatever. Uh, yeah, and, and it's like for. Callum and I were talking about it, like, for this movie, which is, like, maybe a quarter of the budget of a Marvel movie, maybe even a sixth or eighth of a budget, depending on how big the budget of these Marvel movies get, like, they, like, everything, everything everywhere all at once is so much more impressive just in terms of what they achieved. Yeah. Not to mention the... The story and characters is so affecting and emotional yeah. and funny. So it's a, it proves that you don't need a gigantic cast. You don't. Cause, I mean, it has. Well, a there lot are of, there are a lot of characters yeah. in the movie, like main but, characters. But you don't. Yeah. yeah, you don't need a big. Na- yeah, you don't need big name stars. Yeah. I mean, Michelle Yeoh is famous. Yeah, but in a short round. Yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm but, wrong. Maybe the cast is stacked. You know, yeah, no, the, cast, the cast is incredible. But you know what I mean. You yeah, don't need. But, and Randy Newman plays Rocket yeah. Junior. <laughs> you, so good. You don't need. Um, damn, I lost my train of thought. You don't need a big budget. You don't yeah. need um, a million See, people on screen all at once. Yeah. You don't need that Which, many locations. Yeah. Because this film, it has a few locations, What's, but it uses them effectively. Yeah. And it gets their mo- they get their money's worth out of each location it's in the crazy. film. Like, if you think about it, the whole movie takes place in the IRS tax office. And and the laundromat. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's what I mean. I'm like, th- they use but, what they have so effectively. Yeah. And yet, 
when you go and you, when you travel the multiverses and there's different versions of Evelyn and her husband Wayman and there's like different different places and different and it's just like it feels it feels so infinite. much bigger yeah where one of the big criticisms we had of something like Doctor Strange 2 was like oh they go to like one different universe they went to like a couple but like they weren't there long yeah and they didn't and they explore ended up them in the they one. didn't explore them enough yeah and it, like yeah so just on a technical level yeah, instead this, of this movie with a lot less resources did so much more than a two hundred million dollar superhero movie. Then on top of that, just in terms of the writing, characters, story, it's so strong, so much stronger than yeah. any superhero movie that's come out in a long time. You know why I think it was so good, especially for their budget, was because instead of sending Evelyn out into the multiverse, hmm. they essentially bring the multiverse to Evelyn. Yeah. Which is, it, it's like kind of what Into the Spider-Verse also does. It, it brings the yeah. multiverse to you. It, it grounds it as well because you have a home base. You, yeah, you, you, have, have, a, you have everything you need in the story to navigate in your own area. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the storylines in every other multiverse yeah. and see also what's going the, on Also, the there. way she traverses the multiverse in a sense is mental, right? So yeah. it allows yeah. her in almost like a Matrix-like fashion to sort mm. of almost download the skills she needs. Speaking of the Matrix, this is a much better Matrix movie than <laughs> yeah, Resurrections. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. you have an operator in a sense. You got Wayman, yeah. yeah. You got you the Alpha, 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 Alpha Wayman. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like the operator and you've got... There's even an homage in the IRS office with the... There's a scene where she's like running Jumped from a bad stairs. guy. No, there's a scene oh. where she's like hiding from the bad one of the oh, bad the guys. Cubicles, yeah. And yeah. there's like a cubicle scene. Yeah. And I'm like... I love it. It's yeah. like Matrix homages. Well, I would have expected it to pick up a phone. Like it almost been like a <laughs> Wait, phone yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not. It's not directly no. like oh, this is. But it's like similar because it's about you know. There's like lots of kung fu fights. Yeah. And I think it's a nice visual homage though. And there's yeah, a couple yeah, of things. Yeah. But I'm just saying like the I you know the way it's presented and that yeah it's a much more effective Matrix movie yeah. than Resurrections was. Oh, 100%. And it's a much better movie in every way. Um, <laughs> both technically and story yeah. character-wise. And another reason that like this movie is so impressive is because it shows... I mean, even Marvel know this, mm. but it shows Marvel as well that you don't need a million green screens to pull off an effective action scene. You don't no, need... That, that's what's so great about this movie is like mostly like practical and just... Yeah. They do a lot of crazy things just through like editing. And yeah. And it's like if they have to use green screen or CGI, it's done sparingly. And it's what what they do use is okay. It's pretty well done. I mean, yeah. they accomplish a lot in this movie just through simple costume and makeup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like with Jobu Tabaki or Jobu Tabaki. Yeah, as we as we would say, it's like old school Hollywood. What's his Chewbacca? She keeps getting the name. Yeah, so funny. This movie's so funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. But it's like old school Hollywood filmmaking in the sense of like, okay, well, we, you know, yeah. th- we didn't have CGI back simple, way back then. Yeah, so it's like, techniques. like you said, we can pull it off with camera tricks. Yeah. We can editing. pull it off with costume editing. Well, yeah. if I'm reading the trivia, there was a lot of in this movie where they filmed it at a high frame rate so they could slow it down later on. Yeah. And I'm like, it makes perfect sense. There's some scenes in the movie that look like it was just would have been CG or visual effects, but it was just that they shot it really fast and slowed, slowed it, down, it down. And then yeah. it, looked, it looked like weird or you know trippy or quick yeah. or whatever they wanted to do yeah you can do all sorts of all sorts of things with it i think like have you guys seen so it's directed by is it daniel kwan and daniel shiner yeah. yes i think and collectively they're known as daniels yeah so it's like directed by daniels dan and daniel yes yeah um 
And have you seen their first film? Swiss Army Man? No. No. It sounds it's a Daniel Radcliffe movie. Yeah, the, the, that, that's a similar movie to this one where it's just like something really crazy and absurd and silly and funny, but it also hits you in the feels. It also tugs at your heartstrings. And like this movie has that as well. Where oh, yeah. It's so, so funny and crazy and there's so much going on. And yet you're always grounded with the characters. You always yeah. feel for the characters. And each character, even though there's a lot of different characters, each character has their own little arc yeah. and their own little resolution. And each multiverse and each little funny joke that you think, oh, just hot dog fingers, that's a funny joke. It yeah. pays off. Yeah. <laughs> Everything pays off. Yeah. It's and funny. I'm like, how did they write how did, how did they write this? How did they edit this? How how did they make this? It's insane. <laughs> yeah. I saw I I, I I sent you guys a joke tweet um that I saw on Twitter about yeah. a guy who's like, My son is crying in a movie about hot dog fingers, I don't know if I can love him anymore. <laughs> and I was like But then you watch the movie and it's like the hot dog fingers start out as a joke, yeah. but then it turns out into this sweet love story. Same with and like then, the Rakakuni. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's just a throwaway joke and you're like, That's funny and then but it then becomes like, this whole then emotional... they're like, Yeah, they're, they're like, You thought that was funny? Yeah. Here's the reality of hot dog fingers. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> But I, like, I thought it was funny. It's like, do you know what happens when you have hot dog fingers or whatever? You get really good with your feet. Yeah. And it pays off. And then she yeah. uses that to defeat the villain. It's just like... Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But not really because... Yeah. They, they don't even know who the villain is. Yeah. 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 And there's so much going on. Also, that's also, not just the also, only... How, do, how does that... That yeah. doesn't say anything. She uses hot dog fingers to defeat the villain. It's yeah. Like, well, that could mean anything. Yeah. But um, like... But yeah, Rakakuni. Hilarious. Like... Awesome. The, the Daniels, if, like if you've seen their other, like their, their short films or their music videos, like they're, they're the kind of creative filmmakers who come up with a crazy idea, an absurd, silly, just dumb idea that most people, even very creative people, would say, oh, wouldn't that be funny? And then move on. They embrace that. Yeah. And they... Go for it, and they know how to do it well. Yeah, and and it pays off. And I just I am just in awe of their yeah. talent because, like I said, it's they're the still yeah they're young filmmakers too, right? Yeah, they're in their early mid thirties. Like yeah. they're like like I said, it's like the best edited and directed movie I've seen in a long time because there's so much going on and they have limited resources. Even just and like even at the start, I was blown away. There's like a really nice tracking shot of just walking yeah. through the house, yeah. up, upstairs of the laundromat, and yeah. it's just a like it's just really nice filmmaking. Yeah, it's like I mean we always talk about like mainstream movies and stuff. Which let's face it, it what mainstream movies yeah, we've talked about only exist only consists of superhero movies basically, and like kids yeah. animated movies and a couple other things. But I did see a tweet. I'm sorry, to, this is uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree with this one, well, maybe not. I saw a tweet uh, the other day that I thought was really interesting. There was a lady on Twitter uh, who said that she's been watching a lot of 80s and 90s movies. And she said that she just can't watch the MCU anymore, or the or the DC movies. She goes because they're also they're also bland looking. Yeah. She's like, I've been watching eighties and nineties movies, and she said she's never been happier before. She watched we- Rush Hour, and she said every frame of Rush Hour <laughs> looked like a Renaissance painting yeah. compared to the MCU. <laughs> but that's and we, I was like, maybe I've been watching we've been watching lots of old movies lately, and man, we talk the about colors. it every week. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even, even early 2000s. Yeah. It's like films were films 
Some of them were bad, some of them were good, some of them were great, some of them were awful. But they were films, they looked cool, like some of them looked yeah. cool, they did things practically, they came out at a movie theatre and yeah. like they had some sort of impact, even if it was negative. Now it's all content. It's yeah. CGI, mm. they film it quickly in front of a it's green all, screen, they churn it out, churn it out, churn it's it out. All it's bland, it's flat. It's all yeah. and it's all designed to get us to watch the sequel or the next thing in yeah. the game. Yeah, it's to say to get subscribers for your service to stay subscribed to keep watching on the service. That's all. Yeah. It, even if it comes out at the theater like an MCU thing, it's to to get you to subscribe to the MCU to describe subscribe to Disney Plus. Yeah, and like even non superhero movies, the ones that do come out are often kind of boring and bland and flat. I know, yeah. I know and we're going mainstream off. movies. Yeah. But a, like a tw- smaller studios like A24 and movies like Everything Everywhere All at Once are the only thing that feels like when yeah. we watch an 80s or 90s yeah. movie and go, wow, this is what filmmaking is supposed to be. Yeah. And they well, don't get released anywhere. Uh, I, said to, I said to Nathan. They I, get released, but like I said, I had to, to go, travel, I had to go to yeah. the Sun Theatre, which I'd never been to before. It's pretty cool there. Um, that's cool but you know it takes time and money to go out of yeah. your way and it's like sometimes especially when working got other stuff yeah, going it can I, be I awkward, have, yeah. and there's so many movies coming out all the time that I want to see yeah that I don't have yeah. time to go see and so at the end of the year I'm like yeah this is the best movie I've seen but there's so many movies out yeah. there and the movies we do get to see and talk about on the show are mainstream boring ass movies that we end up complaining about. And that's why this show largely <laughs> ends up being negative because most mainstream hey, movies hey. now that come out locally the, are crap. The roundtable episodes are pretty positive because we just... When we talk about <laughs> old movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what we need to do? You know what we need to do? Mm. We need to have like our own Tuesday Review Film Festival at the end of a year, right? <laughs> Where all the movies we didn't get an opportunity to go see... Well, so we we watch on our own sort of time. Yeah. So, well, th- that's what I'm planning to do <laughs> in December is like catch up on all the movies, all, all the good ones, I should say. All yeah, the, all the like all the all the, ones, yeah. all the sort of indie movies that come out to like the Nova or the Astor yeah. that I haven't had time to go out and see. Yeah, when they eventually get released to streaming or digital, yeah, or you have to wait. That's the thing is like to do an actual best of 2021. We're or we're woefully behind. Yeah. You'd have to like. Unless you just watch those movies all the time, you'd have to wait a couple of years and then do a retrospective best of 2022 kind of thing. Because I'm still catching up on last year and the year before. Yeah. Not to mention the last 100 years of cinema. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. the thing is you're never going to... But I guess you have to I'm, pick, I'm you have confident, to pick And I think you guys would agree. I'm confident that doesn't matter any other movie, new movie that, oh. that came out this year that we do see that we really like. I think everything, everywhere, all at once will still remain very high, if not at the top of the best movies. You know, it, 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 it wasn't as emotionally impactful to me as Deer Hunter was, but in, in a certain way... It, they're very different. They're very different. But what I mean is, like, it gave me that sense of emotional connection to the film. Yeah. The most films, I don't... Like, most films and I appreciate, but I don't usually get so deep into the feeling of it all. Yeah. It has to be a special movie for me to really get that that and resonance going emotionally. But this this did that for me. What which I love is a, about a it huge, as well... a huge positive is for me. Not only is it really funny... It, it gets you. But it, it's... Yeah, like, tugs at your heart, heartstrings, very emotional. But also, like, I love the message of the movie of, like... It's a empathy, of kindness and acceptance. Kindness, yeah. Just yeah. Emp- empathy is the best weapon. Like, yeah. be kind to each other and... Oh, like the scene where um, 
the, like the two rock scenes where like yeah the Evelyn that's Rock that's probably my favorite part yeah, of the movie the Evelyn Rock moves towards the when we saw Jobu Tabaki's <laughs> yeah. rock yeah. and there are other rocks like leave me <laughs> alone yeah. stop it like, <laughs> and it's like, it's like it's no I'm coming to get it's you it's subtitle yeah. because they don't rocks can't speak and yeah. it's like ha 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 yeah. funny joke <laughs> like when we saw when I saw that in the cinema, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like it just the whole movie's crazy. There's the kung fu yeah. fighting and sci-fi weirdness and <laughs> guys blow heads blowing up and turning into glitter and like dogs being used as nunchucks and all this crazy stuff is going on, and it just cuts. And it's just like two rocks in the desert and silent. And I'm like, yeah. what's going on? And then it's subtitled with no no audio, no no dialogue. It's just subtitled. Ha ha ha. ha. Hey, hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're here too. Hello. Ha ha. And I was, I'm like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but I think like yeah, the the, me- the movie's message is really also it's kind of what people need at the moment. It's just think, be more kind, have more yeah. empathy. I think we always and, need that message, don't we? Yeah, I mean, we always, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, people don't learn. But I, I, I think it's also good because it's wrapped up in a... I mean, this movie's all genres. Like, it's an yeah. action movie, it's a comedy, it's sci-fi. a drama, it's sci-fi, I mean, fantasy. it's how we said, it's how you trick the psychopaths but, into learning the right messages in the movie. Yeah. You keep it subtle. Exactly. It's you like, wrap it in an action movie. It's entertaining, you know but I mean? it's also... Yeah, it's also a movie with a message. Not a, me- not a message It, it has movie, themes. But yeah, and, exactly. Well, it's, it's a and, movie about, like, learning to love's the wrong way to put it. But it's a movie learning about... to be accepting. And, yeah, acceptance and also... Understand that everybody has their own things going on as well. Yeah. So it's like it's like yeah, you might be having a tough day, but so is everyone else. Yeah. So it's like you know, like Nathan said, be kind. Yeah. I mean, it also has that kind of we'll say Chinese family um, expectation yeah. element to it, which was still part of that. High, yeah, high yeah, expectations yeah. for which the kids. Is and... Still part of that message in the movie is not being yeah. so. You can't control everything. And that's another thing. Yeah. It's just like it's. We don't usually see movies with predominantly Asian cast. Yeah. Like... Yeah. You know, it's... Not not in, like, a Hollywood context. Yeah. yeah. You know? So that's cool, too. And I yeah. think... um it's all. It is also, you know, like we see so much of like the kind of we say the tiger mum kind of thing. Yeah, stereotype. and it's it's kind of nice. Like it, it's it's nice to see a movie that's about growth and about acceptance and kindness. Hmm. Um, Especially because when you look at uh, you know me as a as a white man, the expert on all this stuff. Hmm. Um, <laughs> as we are, yeah. yeah. As, as Tuesday review, the expert on all the stuff. Experts yeah. on all the stuff. Yeah. Um, I imagine it's difficult to be the child of an immigrant. Because the, yeah. especially when you grow up in a place like America or even Australia or anywhere yeah. else, like a first world kind of, you know, Western in quotation marks country, yeah. you grow up with a certain set of values, but you might have different values at home. So there's like that clash of yeah. the, like in the, the movie, generations. Yeah. It, like Joy's, Joy's, well, um, the, the, the Daniel, like the Daniel said, it's just like yeah. the hero of the story is our parents and the, the villain is us basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the... I think they even like that's even sort of seen in the movie where, like for instance, Joy's Chinese is quite bad and she can't really communicate that well yeah, with her grandfather. Her parents, yeah, yeah, and you know, obviously, and Evelyn's English isn't as great. Yeah, and so it's like there's all communication clash, I guess. Yeah, of values, and that and feeds into the and, theme of like yeah. you know, if we can just talk to each other and yeah, uh, make Empathy. our feelings known, then every, yeah, you know, we can just be nice to your local Wayman. You know? yeah. Wayman is too pure. Wayman is this. the heart of the yeah. movie. 
He really. So, should we talk about the cast? Because Ki Hu Kwan, who played short round in uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, and he played Data in The Goonies, and basically, you know, by the late 80s, no one was hiring an Asian kid to be in their movie. It's not like there were a lot of Asian roles in Hollywood movies. And so he basically, after a while, like, Went, you know, stopped acting and he did some stuff behind the camera. And then it wasn't until Crazy Rich Asians came out in 2018 where he's like, oh, maybe I could come out of retirement and actually act again. Like maybe. Mm. Yeah. And then like literally a week later, he got the call from the Daniel saying, do you want to audition for this movie? And so now he's like back acting and he's like in a Disney Plus show with Michelle Yeoh and he's probably doing other stuff as well. So I mean that's it's awesome. That's a and, and he's the best character. He plays the best character yeah. in the movie. Wayman is so wholesome and just yeah. so nice, and he's just like your everyday dad. He yeah. just wants to just wants to survive this horrible experience. But he's always so happy. Yeah, <laughs> like he's, I, he's, he's so positivity. Positive. Like and that's part of the, at the end of the movie is just like how can you be positive all the time? And he's like that's like what I do. Like that's yeah. the how I yeah how I what else is there? Yeah, exactly. Like it's so good. Um. And yeah, he's like the, his martial arts scenes are really good. And when he plays Alpha Alpha Wayman, who's like he like cool. switches on and off, yeah, and badass Wayman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like Wong Kar Wai universe where he's like smoking the cigarette and there's like raining and he's like yeah, it's really he's so cool. cool. Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's yeah. so good. Um, I like we said Michelle Yeoh is the main character, Evelyn. She's she's great Stunning in everything. performance. But yeah. I think I don't know. If I've ever seen a comedic performance from her, at least not a traditionally comedic performance, no. like I'd have to go through her IMDb. Yeah. And she's done so many movies. Usually, I know her from like action movies and yeah, yeah. dramas and stuff. But I'm like, she's so funny in this movie. Yeah, I think most of the cast is pretty funny. It's, oh yeah, it's, everyone. It's, it's so it's so well written. Yeah, it is. It's it's easy yeah. to be funny when the movie is this tightly written. Yeah, like Jamie Lee Curtis. Obviously, we talk about it. She's awesome. And I also like was really impressed with uh, the actress who plays uh, Joy, Stephanie Shu. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever seen her in anything, and I thought she was really good. Like I, I'd be interested to see like where where she goes from yeah. here. But I also want to talk about James Hong, who plays Gong Gong, the grandpa. Yeah. He's like ninety two years old. Oh he's, wow. He's been in like a million movies, like uncountable amount of movies over like. 70 years whatever probably 80 years now <laughs> whatever he kills it in this movie yeah he's good he's so funny yeah just everyone is great this movie is great i love it it's awesome best movie of the year yeah like it's honestly if, if you would have seen stephanie shu in shang chi oh yeah who did she oh she played one of the friends at that they go out uh, to the see. to the bar with at the end i shall have a look yeah, I don't remember the characters' names though. So if you say who she played, I probably won't yeah. remember. But she um, played Sue, but I'm not sure who. It's probably I'm not sure who that. I is. think it's one of their Without friends that they go yeah. have a drink with. Yeah, yeah. I think but, it is one of Aquafina's yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. If you if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, oh please go watch hi- it. Highly, please. highly recommend it. I think it's on Paramount Plus, but I don't I don't know if that's the Australian Paramount Plus because I know it's yeah. on. Like a different regions. Yeah, it is available on Blu-ray and 4K, so yeah. that's that's good because a lot of movies don't get released. Probably you should probably be able to rent it as well. 
Yeah, I, I, I'd assume so. You so, can rent it on Amazon Prime yeah, for $3. Dude, honestly, yeah. do oh, check it out. Worth it. $3 well spent. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you if you listen to this show and you're always like, oh, they complain about this, they say this, that, they say that, I'm like, just watch this movie. And yeah. if you're not as impressed by it, We'll give As you your we money were. back. <laughs> we <will. laughs> no, no, we won't. <laughs> we <didn't know>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yell you're wrong into a microphone next week. Yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. Oh, uh, like we said at the start of the show, whether you like the movie or not, come uh, send us a message at Tuesday Review AU or email us the Tuesday Review at Outlook.com. So, yeah, let us know. But, yeah, high, like the highest recommendation. Best yeah. movie of the year by far. It doesn't even have Tom Cruise in it. So, you know, <laughs> it's got that extra like, reach. I, guess, I would say it's easily the best movie of the year, but Top Gun is pretty good. So, yeah. it's like... To- yeah, I like, can't uh, say it's by far I, away the best I, movie. I, I really like close, Top Gun, yeah. but I would say like... Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once is way more impressive. I think it's also oh, yeah. more like impressive because it's unexpected. Also, it's yeah. more impressive and because it's, it's so this good and so less, you know, yeah, less, budget, less budget, less time. Like, yeah. you know, you know when we, we often review movies and we're like, oh, they just need a little bit more time, a bit more money. Now, this is When perfect. you're this talented, yeah. like the Daniels and their crew, cast and crew, when you're working on a tight schedule and with a tight budget, you can make something like this. Holy crap. Yeah, I know. But then again, you get into that conversation of if you gave the Daniels $200 million, would they shit the bed? Yeah. Because well, it's, the, it's see, a conversation where thing. it's this like is, you this give is them... Why, this is why smaller indie kind of studios like A24 often end up with good Real movies yeah. is because... Necessity is the mother invention. Yeah, one. And two, because there's less money involved... There's less studio meddling, less cooks in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah. Where as soon as you give someone two hundred million dollars, there's going to be more people asking questions, more, more, more executives and producers at, uh, at the more shoot oversight. asking questions, going, "Why are you doing this? Don't do that." Yeah. And one of the reasons a lot of like seventies, eighties, and nineties movies are good is because they had big budgets, but oftentimes the filmmaker was just kind of left alone. Yeah, and that's why when you get more creative move, mainstream movies I mean, back in the that, day than you do now, that all that also kind of stems from competition also, back in the day. There was more competition, more competition between studios, so there would be more pressure to have a good product, like have. Well, I think there's still lots of competition now. It's just it's well, there's less competition. Yeah, different type of. Well, yeah, I guess because Disney owns half and Amazon gobble, owns the gobble, other gobble. half. Gobble, gobble, gobble. So there is less competition, <laughs> and like I feel like back in the day when you had all those different studios all competing yeah the competition to have a good product if you had the better movie you, people were gonna go see that movie. yeah mm. aren't probably only the best scripts were yeah. being accepted so it was more like you know movies were just better because they had to be better not like now it's like they can just throw that's, out any marvel movie and that's a they, good point yeah it's like um, a lot of movies are m- mediocre now is because they're just content it's also what else are you gonna go do you're not gonna go to the movies ha 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 yeah like, well, we have we, we we've uh, chilled out on the movies well yeah, yeah no, I, we have but that's because <laughs> That's because there's nothing coming out. <laughs> we don't want to pay for the rest. Well, that the, yeah, the stuff that is coming out, we're not interested anymore. Yeah. Like you know, like I'm like I like the MCU. I watch all the movies. I watch all the shows. But like, but I we got the fatigue. Yeah, I got. I I didn't see Black Panther at the um, cinema, and I don't plan on seeing Shazam or Ant Man at the cinema. And I'll just wait for Disney Plus because I'm paying Same. for it anyway. Yeah, I still want to watch. I'll still enjoy yeah. it. We'll still review them but when they come out on stream. We'll, we'll yeah. go to Alan's why and watch we, on his fancy pants project. <laughs> yeah, why are we going spending all this money for something we know what we're going to get and it's not going to be 
that yeah. great. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like and like like I've discussed like we've discussed many times on this show. Like I have more fun when I'm just at home and I chuck on a Blu-ray and I watch an old sixties, fifties, seventies, eighties, whatever Absolutely. movie. I've been having a blast. Man. Yeah, watching movies. Um, well, should we use that as a segue? Yeah, <laughs> having yeah. a blast. Well, let's um, <laughs> we'll look, go let's go to a very quick break and then we'll come back and talk about some of the fun movies we've been watching. Yeah, it's one specifically. One specifically. You're back on the Tuesday review. Um, so now we've segued into yeah. other movies yeah. we've been so enjoying lately. Well, specifically having, having a blast. Specifically, we were just talking about like watching older movies and enjoying them the most, and you know. We were just talking about like movies back in the day, still mainstream, decent budget releases, but still kind of creative and they let the filmmaker do their thing. And a perfect example of this is a movie um, we just rewatched recently, one of my favorite movies of all time, Robocop. Now, anyone who's a long time listener to the show has probably heard about me talk about this movie before. Um, so good. If Apocalypse Now is my favorite movie of all time, and I really had to choose a favorite movie of all time, I'd choose that. Robocop is probably my second favorite yeah. movie of all time. I unironically think it is one of the greatest films ever made. Unironically, I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think everything about it is incredible. As I've discussed before, Paul Verhoeven, the director. Not the ABC personality. No one knows who you're talking about, Callum. No one watches the ABC <laughs> except for you, your news, your news nerd. Yeah, Paul Verhoeven, the director. Probably my favorite director. Maybe him or Akira Kurosawa, but probably Paul Verhoeven, my favorite director. Robocop is amazing and I love it so much. And everything about it is yeah. incredible. I mean, I'd seen it before. Mm. But I hadn't seen it in a great many years. I mean, 10 plus years. Like, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. So, like, I, I, you know, I knew the plot and, like, all that. But I, it's the little things you forget when you haven't seen a movie yeah. in a very long time. Yeah. I forgot. Like, when I first saw it, it w- I would have been in high school, I guess. Mm. And, I, man, I didn't appreciate just how cyberpunk. I mean, like, actually yeah. cyberpunk it, 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 it was, yeah. is. And like I can appreciate that more fully now. I'm like, wow. Yeah. You look at the. I think I put there's like not a lot of neon. It's like a very gritty, metallic looking yeah. cyberpunk dystopia. Yeah. And I'm so there for it because like like I understand the neon cyberpunk is like that's the popular version, but I really but this is still yeah very cyberpunk. I like the more western kind of the the dirty metal look. The, yeah. That that cyberpunk gritty aesthetic Grungy, with like the, yeah. the leathers and the um. Like I said, just the metal look, the yeah. the, the reflections, and I the, think because when you awesome. s- when you say cyberpunk, people automatically think of Blade Runner, which yeah. is the quintessential cyberpunk movie. Let's face it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like there are there are other movies that are more stripped back with you know it doesn't have to be neon drenched kind of film noir y. Yeah. Uh. You know, you don't have to jack into the Matrix to be cyberpunk. Yeah. You know. Um, and I think Robocop is a perfect example of a cyberpunk. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and there's not that many great cyberpunk movies. There's a lot of kind of B, fun B movies. There's the main ones like Blade Runner and Matrix. But other than that, there's not a lot of really great yeah. cyberpunk stuff. Um, but so it's interesting because like, you know, I've seen um, Paul Verhoeven movies before. I watched, if you listen back a while, a while ago on yeah. the show, I talked about watching Total, Total Recall. Recall. yeah, I And how that. like... 
I thought that the second half of the movie kind of looked a bit cheap and you yeah, know, I, I remember when you said that and I was like trying to articulate how my feelings um, towards it and I think the best way I can describe it and why I love Paul Verhoeven so much he's he make like especially like Robocop and Total Recall and Starship Troopers he makes com he makes comic book movies. <laughs> they're not they're not based on comic books. They're not comic book movies in the way that an MCU no, yeah. is. But he makes like live action, eighties nineties comic panels come to life. It's that yeah, kind yeah. of you know you know the hair and like all the buff men and the beautiful women and it's kind of like looks yeah. everything's cool and like yeah you know yeah, no, I, I get you and i think you were talking about how you didn't really like some of the production design in total recall um, i'm like it fits into that aesthetic of like it looks like a comic book panel. yeah i watched robocop yeah and i can see where every dollar of that budget went yeah it looks every set looks just as i think it should look every every shot of the camera and i'm not you know i it's a fantastic movie I probably don't like it quite as much as you. Um, I don't think anyone does. Yeah, but I'm like, but that's nothing against the film. <laughs> oh, that's not true. A lot of people love Robocop. But no, what I'm, but I'm, I, I'm saying I don't mean to jerk it off too much. Yeah. But like every shot, I think oh, yeah. is is well, as it needs to be. First, we should say the reason this this has come up is because you got the uh, the 4K released yeah. recently, and I said when you watch it, I'll watch it, so then we can talk about it. Because I've seen the movie. I don't know how I can't even count how many yeah. times, but this is the first time I've seen it on 4K. Yeah, um, and the transfer was incredible, just beautiful. You can see every pore in a person's face, every yeah. stitch in the clothing. Fantastic! This is what 4K is meant to be. Yeah, you watch the movies you love, and it blows you away all again. Yeah, it's like we talked about it. It's like yeah. like watching the movie for the first time. Yeah, and um, man, and Robocop's just so cool. You know, and like I appreciate it more now as an adult. Yeah. You know, but like the the even the start where Murphy, uh, spoilers for Robocop, yeah. where uh, Murphy gets gunned down. Yeah. Uh, and like his arm comes off and the blood shoots out. Yeah. I'm like, man, it's great to see practical effects. Oh, it's great to see like I, I'm not I'm not condoning violence, but man, it's great to see some no. just good old well, fashioned violence on screen. One Paul Verhoeven and violence is like. Yeah, hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, like he he and his version of violence again. It's very comic, comic booky. Book it's yeah. over the top. It's hyper realistic. Yeah, when people get shot, they don't just get shot; they explode. Arms come off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the bit where Ed Two Hundred Nine kills that executive, and he's yeah. just shooting him for like half an hour, and it's like, doo, 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 and he's like these giant squibs chunks. Yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. You know the squibs in this movie is insane. It's like blood coming out, and he keeps getting shot, and then he finally dies, and it's like. And someone's like, call a paramedic. And it's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. You're like, what the hell? I laughed out loud. There's the scene when uh, Murphy becomes Robocop and he like comes, yeah. I guess he goes to his first call mm. and there's a woman getting assaulted. Yeah. And then, he, you know, he, he scares him away. Your move, creep. Yeah. And then he goes to the woman. Uh, what is it? Uh, you have been sexually yeah. traumatized. I will, call a, a, I will call a rape center. Yeah. Anyway, he, it's it's he saves, hilarious. He, sa he saves her from being assaulted and then she's like, thank you, thank you so much. And he's just like... You have tr suffered a trauma. Yeah. I will contact the rape rape crisis center. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> this okay, so that's another thing. This movie's hilarious because like Paul Verhoeven is a master of satire, and Ed Newmeyer, who co-wrote the script, who also wrote Starship Troopers, which is a, which Paul Verhoeven also directed, which is another master like masterpiece of satire. It's a very funny kind of witty satirical take on 
corporate America. Yeah. You know, greedy's good eighties. Yeah. And you know, crime ridden. Cyberpunk. Yeah. And I'm sure we've talked about this before where, you know, unfortunately it's more relevant now than it was back then with like yeah. corporate controlled military and police, uh, for profit prisons, stuff like that. And yeah, like I mean, all great science fiction is like about what's happening now. It's just yeah. more exaggerated or in the future. And so we, we haven't learned any lessons. No, basically. no. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're just you know, what a fantastic film. Like I, I, I don't mean to keep hating on modern cinema, but like I spend my time watching but these older movies, we, and it just yeah. it brings me so much more happiness than watching some bland looking exactly. CG like, movie. We talk about it every week where they don't make movies like this anymore. And you know, I, I, the only reason I keep bringing it up on the show is because I watch these fantastic films, yeah, and it makes me realize what we've lost. Exactly. Like when I talked about it a few weeks ago, when I started this show, I was like I wanted to share cinema, my love of cinema, with people. But we started reviewing mainstream, you know, uh, uh, re- uh, modern yeah. uh, contemporary releases because it's like, oh, I guess people listen to a movie podcast. They want to know what's, what's out. They want to know what to see. They want to hear a review about the yeah. new the new movie. And it largely just becomes boring, repetitive yeah. crap. That on this, you know, on that note, right? One of the few comments we do like we do have a, like a constructive review i guess of the show on a lap podcast or whatever i think it's a different show now because we had to uncouple from our oh, previous yeah, host yeah, yeah. so you can't see it now if you look up the current apple, jump, review, apple, yeah. apple reviews but someone commented saying that they'd found movies they didn't know existed through us oh really i didn't know that, that. We yeah, didn't yeah. That. i remember yeah we talked about it back yeah. in no, back the review was yeah. the review was i don't like when they talk about politics because <laughs> they whine oh. and then and then he goes but I found some pretty cool movies I didn't know about. I don't remember the second part. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. the first part. No, and then yeah, but then the the review went on to say, but the movies that we're passionate about that are a little bit more obscure, he uh, liked us for that, right? Yeah. So yeah. our shows are generally better when we talk about the yeah, movies that we that, enjoy. That's why I've always been confused and frustrated with this show because I'm like, what is it? Like, who is it for? Like, we're it's reviewing for us, we're reviewing a movie, <laughs> but it's not because like I like I keep saying like I'd never really enjoyed doing it and. And I, I got confused as like, who's listening? Is it people who want to know what's out and want to know? Or they do they just like us talking about movies? And so that's why I wanted to do more of these kinds of shows where it's like, let's actually talk about movies we like. Also, it makes me feel better talking about these kinds of movies. Yeah. I, I leave happier. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we, we yeah, our, our show isn't just complaining. Like there are that movies means we actually love. I do want listeners to understand that if an interesting movie does come out and we're able to see it, we will talk about it. It's only because we're in a kind oh, of yeah. we're in a kind of drought at the moment. We're in a weird it's, Hollywood's still in a weird post-COVID spot, and not just that, but distribution as well. And it's Christmas; yeah. things are expensive. So, like, we're yeah. you know when when opportunities are available for us to review oh, obscure no, yeah. cinema for you, yeah, we will yeah. absolutely but be on. Like that. we just discussed, like mo- the best movies are the ones that don't come to the mainstream yeah. uh, local cinema, and so it's harder for us to go out and see them. You know, I might go and see them, but you guys haven't. So yeah. it's like I, I hesitate to talk about them on the show or something like Everything Everywhere All At Once, where it's like I saw it earlier in the year. Yeah. I mentioned on the show, but it's like really I didn't want to gush about it so much because I'm yeah. like, well, these guys haven't yeah. seen it. And I don't Anything know. Anything you do say might be a spoiler. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, is the audience going to be really interested in this movie that they, some of them might not even. And that's another thing. I'm not exactly sure who listens. And why they listen? Nona listens. 
Well, yeah, maybe if she accidentally turns the dial <laughs> yeah. while we're alive, but don't you know, be you like know that. what I'm she saying. She might listen is, on purpose. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, cause, cause I've been doing this show for so long, even, even you know, the old yeah. show. My thing has always been like, well, I guess it's just people who want to know what's out, kind of thing. But it's like I'm assuming film nerds listen to this. A the few, the few listeners yeah. we have. So it's like if I do mention everything everywhere all at once, or if I do mention a Fellini movie, I'm hoping they know what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, but I'm not know, sure. Also, Google. You know, like we we shouldn't yeah. necessarily well, be holding people's that, hands. Though, no, that's like the thing. Is if you if you hear something and say, "Oh, I don't know what that is," yeah, that's interesting. Up, I guess that's see, why you, yeah. that's why people listen. Anyway, this is all to say that RoboCop is one of the greatest movies ever <laughs> yeah. made. I love it so much. Paul Verhoeven is one of my favorite directors. And this rewatching this movie in 4K for the first time, even so though having fun. seen it a it's million like times, seeing it again for the first like time. seeing it again for the first, like all great movies, you can watch it a million times yeah. and always find something new. What did you find that was new? I I never realized I, I this never realized I never realized he was bald. <laughs> <laughs> He's only watching VHS tapes on a on a like on a funny television. I never realized that um, when he's at when a Robocop's at the high the at the primary school and the the newscast is yep. interviewing. It's called Lee Lee Iacocca School. I thought that was funny. I'd never noticed that before. Um, but yeah, no, what was I saying? I was in the middle of something. Every time you watch a movie... You every time yeah. I watch... What, like all great movies, every time you watch a movie, every time you rewatch it, even if you've seen it a hundred times, you notice something new. Every time I watch it, I like it just as much as the first yeah. time. And what, re-watching this movie, you know, like, I, like we were just talking about, is why I love... This is... Robocop is why I love movies. Yeah. Paul Verhoeven is why I wanted to be a filmmaker. Life beat that out of me, but, you know... Oh, we might get there one, one day. One day, one day. We'll do a Randall from Clerks and yeah, have a heart it. attack and then be like, all right, we've got to, we've got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, these these movies that I love is like, this is why I wanted... This is why I love movies. Do this they, is why I wanted to be a happy, filmmaker. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny and it's so gory and silly yeah. And yet smart. Yeah. And, you know, someone once said that Paul Verhoeven makes intelligent trash. <laughs> like he makes gory, yeah. silly B movies, but in the most intelligent, yeah. uh, arty way yeah. possible. Look, it's the Death Stalker of science fiction. That you just misunderstood everything. You know, the Telltale Games, it's like everybody disliked that. that <laughs> was yeah, like, yeah, no yeah. one likes that comic, yeah. Yeah, no. Calm's mic's getting muted for the next. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it's just such an incredible movie. Mm. It's so funny, and the cast is incredible, and the special effects. Oh um, man, like the practical, you know? Right, yeah, like Rob Rob Bottin, like the the sort of practical kind of animatronic gore effects, and the the, the design of the suit is so cool. Yeah, I um I sent Nathan a message. And like, Phil Tippett does the Ed Two O Nine sequence. Like, oh, was it in the Tuesday review? The cinematography is fantastic. Yost yeah, Vacano. Yeah. Oh, uh, the score. Uh, the Basil, score. Basil Polidarus, I think Polidorus. Incredible score. One of my favorite scores of all time. He also did the Conan the Barbarian score. I think he did Starship Troopers as well. He's an incredible composer. One of the best yeah. film, film scores of all time. One of my favorite. Da-na-na-na-na. I'm no, gonna, no, no, no. I don't know if you can see it, yeah. um, but that scene there, yeah, is that a matte painting or no. did they build that? No, no, no. They went to an old abandoned uh, steel mill in like Pennsylvania or something 
Yeah. And they shot the climax of the movie there. So when they're driving around and the guy gets melted by the toxic waste. Yeah. And, you know, there's the crane with the, the metal pieces and all that. That's all that one location that they found. Yeah. Awesome. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, this looks so great on the screen. It's so cool. Like they couldn't like I oh, mean, they could have made something that and also like that, kind of tying into what we were talking about with everything everywhere all at once is like this is a movie it 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 didn't cost a heap of money they probably put a lot more money into it then than they would have now now they wouldn't even make it um, and if they did that it'd be like five million bucks and go to Netflix or something um, so but it's not the biggest budget movie in the in the world. But like like Callum said, like the budget's on the screen and it yeah. looks fantastic. Um, but also, like we were just talking about before, like there's an emotional core. Yeah. And yeah, it's funny and silly and gory and over the top and whatever, but there's the biting satire and there's an emotional core to Murphy and his journey and... The the loss of the family and, and, and such. And rec- reclaiming his humanity at yeah. the end. Oh, also, if this is my second favorite movie of all time, and I unironically think it's one of the greatest movies of all time, I truly believe the end shot, the last shot of the film, is unironically probably top five to ten What's end the, shots of the Do you want to remind me? Uh, it's he kills a bad guy and you know flies out the window, and then the, the the old man, the boss, says, you know, nice shooting, son. What's your name? And he like turns to the camera and he's Murphy. like Murphy and he yeah. smiles and then it turns and walks away. And then it hard cuts to black and it just says Robocop. It goes, dun, 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 yeah. dun. I'm like best ending to a movie, like top five to 10 best, yeah. best endings to any movie ever. You know, like you said, it's like a comic book ending. Yeah, it's a you know, comic book movie, yeah. but that's not based on a comic book, and yeah. isn't a series silly superhero. Movie. Yeah, it's like that. It's that that great pulpy sensibility. Yeah, but it's pulpy. But it, like I said, it has the satire, but also yeah. has an emotional core, and you it's care like you, about. They got a genius on. to make pop trash, yeah. Yeah. and it's also <laughs> yeah, it's also it it's very economical. It's an hour and forty minutes. It does what it needs to do, and it gets out. You're not intro- You're not even introduced to Murphy's family until after he's dead, and he has a dream about it. Usually that wouldn't work. Usually, like now, a studio would be like, no, you have to have a flashback and you have to have an introductory sequence. They're like, no. It's just bang, 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 bang. And it's so well written, so well directed, so well edited, so well shot. Yeah. That you just, you know where you are, you know what's, you know the motivations, you never lost. And at the end of the movie, when he says Murphy and he reclaims his humanity, you're like, yes. Yeah. And I can imagine seeing this in 1987 in a crowded theater in LA or New Everyone York. Everyone would cheer. Everyone would cheer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what, like, best movie. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's, it's what, it's what, it's, it's cinema makes you excited to talk about it. Yeah. It makes you happy to watch it. It thrills you. Like, you know, speaking of, you know, intelligent trash, like when Paul Verhoeven first read the script, like he started, he read the first few pages and he's like, this is garbage. And he threw it out because he thought the same thing. Most people think is like a silly B movie. His wife took it out of the trash and she read it and she said, I think you should read it. Yeah. There's more to it. Yeah. And he reread it. And then when I think, I can't remember, I can't remember what he said. Paul Verhoeven said, I think it was either when Murphy got killed or when he first has the dream about the men who killed him or his family or something. That's when he's like, I'm going to make this movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, getting someone like Paul Verhoeven to direct this is why it's so great. 
um, and why it works so well. And obviously, I think one of the reasons it is so great is because all the other elements come together to work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I could talk about this movie for hours and hours and hours, but I mean, I don't know. Is number two worth watching? Okay, so I actually... So number two gets a bad rap. Everyone says it's crap. It's not worth watching. I enjoy number two. It's not as good as the first. Nowhere near as good as the first. Um, but it has like enjoyable moments. Um, it has some fun, you know, the funny commercials they do. Has some. I'd really, buy that for a dollar. Yeah. It has yeah. stuff like that. Um, it's got some good action sequences. Frank Miller, I think, wrote this. Oh. Co-wrote this group. <laughs> could be good, is, could be this bad. Is, this is late 80s, uh, late 80s, early 90s, Frank Miller. So it's like still kind of, he's kind of like, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> and he's actually, in, he has a cameo in the mo- in the second movie. Um, yeah, it's okay. I enjoy it. The third one is garbage. Don't go near it. Don't even look it up. Oh, really? Don't, don't, even, don't even get a whiff of it. The third one is garbage. Really? Just irredeemable was it directed by verhoeven no he didn't do the second one either but the second one at least has some of his energy yeah actually funnily enough irvin kirshner directed the second one he directed empire strikes back oh the best star wars movie um even though i like return of the jedi more (laughs) but i'm not delusional it's the second empire is the best (laughs) um but yeah, no, the second movie is pretty pretty fun, but third movie is just un- and there was a TV series which I never really watched, but I think it's just kind of you know those, yeah. those they did a lot of those '90s spin-off yeah, movies yeah, trying yeah, to cash yeah. in, and that, those were never. I think they made a cartoon. It was like a weird. kids. They always they they kept trying to make kids cartoons out of like violent adult action movies. Like there was like a Rambo cartoon. Oh, oh man, don't even get me yeah. started. It's still kind of happening today. They make bloody like kids clothes for call of duty games which are rated you yeah, know it still happens gaming industry yeah that that's a whole nother and, like twitch recently has the youngest ever like partner and it's like a five-year-old for call of duty Jesus. and i'm like a he shouldn't be able to twitch in terms of service should disallow that yeah and he's playing a game which is not old enough to play actually he should be disallowed his accounts need to be banned speaking of like stop endorsing this yeah speaking of like this movie's so great like because it's smart but it's also fun and you know we this is one of the things we're lacking now in movies is not only do these movies not get made because they don't want to spend money on them they don't want to be r they can't make them r-rated because they got to appeal to the masses and whatever but also like just smart writing and filmmaking like you don't see action good, movies. Yeah, good quality action. Good movie. action movies where it's like, oh, this is a smart, like, well, this is a good script. Yeah, you know, I like, feel like, I, like, obviously, you know, like I said, being me, the expert in all things. Mm. Um, I'm from what I've, what you can tell, especially on streaming services like Netflix and and even, frankly, even on MCU Hollywood movies, it doesn't seem like script quality is the first thing they look for in a film. No. Um, and I think that's a real tragedy because like a lot of people lately have been feeling MCU burnout yeah. and, you know, hating on the MCU. And I think that we wouldn't be feeling that if the scripts were a it's lot higher just, quality because yeah. the, the directors are great. A lot of these mm. directors who make these MCU movies, they come off of the backs of, you know, A24 hipster what movies oh. and no, like things like Nomadland. What was that movie we were talking about off air, Callum? Um, and you were talking about how, oh, A, a Knight's Tale. Yeah. You think of A Knight's Tale and you're like, oh, that's a fun kind of comedy 
kind of action-y, adventure-y yeah. kind of early 2000s kind of movie, whatever. But you're like, oh, there was a film professor in the US who was using it as a teaching a, tool. A teaching tool because it's, it's to perfect say, like, script. How, yeah, how you script out. And it's just like, I don't, we don't even get movies like A Knight's Tale anymore. No. Like... Because when you and, break down a night's nice tale, and you think about a night's nice tale, and you're like, "Well, that's pretty inoffensive and fun," and why why don't they make movies like that anymore? And even if they did, it wouldn't be half as good because yeah. it'd all be green screen, and it wouldn't be as well written. Yeah, I think like I think that we need a survival of the fittest of scripts. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, but like we were just discussing, it's all about content now. So it's like yeah. it doesn't even have to be good. It's just churn it out, churn it out, churn it out. Yeah, and there's there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, could you like Paul Verhoeven's a madman? Like, could you imagine a studio giving someone like that money to make a mainstream action movie now, yeah, and leaving stone. him alone? <laughs> yeah, and just leaving him alone to do whatever he wanted to do. No, it would be like you can't do that. You can't do. Oh, we're gonna cut it down to PG thirteen. We're gonna cut this yeah. out. We can't do that. You get, you have to cast this guy. You can't do that. Like you'd never see a movie like. Robocop anymore no no like I said it's like uh, not to I don't mean this in a downer way but it's like it, this, this is one of the things that the MCU like the the becoming if you will of the mega popcorn movie yeah it's what it's kind of taken from you know, us you know what was I was thinking while watching Robocop and you know it has that comic book style or, or you know stylization um, and it made me think of Tim Burton's Batman, which came out a couple years after RoboCop. And I'm like, that's a superhero movie. It's a comic book movie. But similar to RoboCop, it just feels kind of... Because there's the sets and there's the production design and the costume design is so lavish. And and there's got that film noir kind of lighting. And and it's got the great music and and the performances and the cast. I'm like, why can't superhero movies be like that? Yeah, or like everything everywhere all at once we we're just talking about why can't super they just need to scale it down a little bit yeah do things as practically as possible focus on the story and the characters and you've got I think a I great think the, you know maybe this is a topic for another episode because it's a bit bigger in scope than the time we have left but I think it's superhero movies and comic book movies have got themselves in a vicious circle where it has to get bigger, bigger and, and bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger so if they were, if Marvel would come out and release a movie that was a bit more restrained in scope, people would be like, "Why isn't it yeah. just a Disney Plus series?" And we we've talked about it before, like people have gotten so used to that that spectacle means just CGI crap yeah, flying around the that's screen. Exactly what I was that say. if they, I, I I guarantee a lot of people if they watch RoboCop would be like, "This is dumb. Yeah, it looks fake. It's what it's boring," and yet they would watch the new Marvel movie and go, this is the best action movie ever made. Like, I feel like yeah. we're at that yeah, yeah. point for ma- for mainstream. Yeah. Uh, that's what I say. Cause I think, goes. you know, I mean, we're, we're a dead, we're a broken record on this show, but yeah. like the, the whole CGI issue, I think, like I said, it's a, it's a, to repeat myself again, paraphrase myself. This is what CGI is taken from us. Yeah. You know, like practical filmmaking is seen as a cheap way to do things now. Because it's so much cooler, I guess, to do things in post. You know what it's, I mean? Like it's more controllable. We talked about it. it's more controllable. But your average film goer would see a CGI monster and be like, nice. Yeah. Whereas like if we saw like a puppet monster or something, a lot of people would be like, lame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or not lame, but they'd we be like, about it. they'd probably prefer the CGI monster yeah. because like 
to a lot of people, we've, we've, we've that's synonymous now with like unreality. So talked, a fantasy has to have CG. Yeah, we've talked about it. It's like people got conditioned to ha- like the fa- CGI looks fake still, even to this day. And yet because it's been so overused and because it's got quote unquote photorealistic textures now, people got conditioned to be like, oh, that looks real. And yet the practical effect from the older movie, that looks quaint and fake. Yeah. And it's just like, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's just, you've been conditioned. You've gotten used to the fact that this fake CGI thing that looks fake, it looks real because they can put photorealistic textures over this blobby, flat, yeah. flubbery thing. Yeah, go watch Robocop. But yeah, go Robocop, watch everywhere, everything awesome. all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once, and Robocop. Have two, a bag. Have a bagel while you eat. <laughs> That's it. Watch the yeah, back while to you back. Watch. Have a bagel yeah. with everything. Just yeah. all the feelings, all the sides. <laughs> Yeah. That's all the time we got for tonight. Um, at thank you, boys. In, at least in this universe. At least yeah. in this universe, yeah. Um, you can catch all the other episodes of the Tuesday Review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen with your RSS feed. Yep. Again, please like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page and contact us the Twitter, at the Tuesday yeah. Review AU. So at Facebook, Tuesday Review AU. Yeah, so Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram all have the same handle, at Tuesday Review AU. Message us, comment, question, DM or or comment, you know, in publicly, whatever you want. Um, I know we don't engage a lot on social media, but if you want to send us a comment or question, do it. And then we could talk about and respond on the show and whatever. Um, and you can also email us uh, at review at outlook.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Adios, cousins. <laughs>